0: on being unified in purpose. This stemmed um, from our fast that we did some weeks ago and Holy Spirit uh, began to deal with us the way God is moving and shifting and adding to the ministry. It's important or imperative that as we grow, um, we remain one. (laughs) Uh, As a matter of fact, um, unity uh, exemplifies who God is because Jesus before he, Was ascended, he prayed to the Father, let them be one just as you and I are one. So when we are unified, it uh, it exemplifies, it shows the world who Christ is. Amen. So we've been talking about, again, being unified. Write this down for a subheading today. Uh, This is where we left off the last couple of weeks or last week. Uh, Don't be selfish. So we want to deal in that area about. Being selfish. Now when we talk about being unified in purpose, uh, we're basically dealing with uh working together and as I stated before, any ministry that has a vision or any ministry that has been established by God, there should be something within that vision that deals with other people. Amen. Being that winning other individuals. And our purpose, someone say, My job, my purpose, as a disciple of Jesus, as a missionary of Jesus. Collectively, we win the world for Christ. So that's what that's our job as a local ministry, as a ministries abroad. Our purpose, as an extension of the body of Christ, is to work together in order to win the world for Christ. Amen. Now, uh, here late this particular epistle again, the Apostle Paul, there were some issues going on uh, within the church. There were members who were not. Um, concerned about it. Then there was those who were solid in the faith who were uh, extremely concerned, and they wrote the Apostle Paul, and he writes them back to um, offer them uh, solutions on how to deal with what was going on. Now, let me say this. Um, One of the extreme problems with this particular church is that they could not consistently, someone say consistently, separate themselves from the culture from which they came so they were there were those who were still uh, immoral those there were those who still had those pagan or world worldly ways then there were those who were selfish someone say selfish so this is this lines right up with where we are but he writes and he encourages them to stay away uh, from not heathens but those who are within the church Who will cause separation. He encouraged us to stay clear. Listen to this. From believers who lead you astray. (laughs) And not just within the local church. But the body of Christ. Watch out for those who bear the name of Jesus. Yet they lead you astray. Not just in the church. Social media. Those private inboxes. Ah. When you're out and about, those subtle suggestions, those whom you meet and say, I'm saved, just like you, but they still have those old ways. Watch out for those women. Watch out for those men. Boy, I, I thought I was talking to Christians. Man. As, as a matter of fact, uh, before let me, let me share this. In Romans 16, verse 17, 18, he says this. I urge you, uh, my friends, watch out for those who cause divisions. And upset people's faith and go against the teaching which you have received. Keep away from them. He was saying, watch out for folk who say things against what you have been taught, being the truth of God's word. If they're not in line with the word of God, stay clear from those individuals. Why? Because for those people who do such things are not serving Christ our Lord, but their own appetites. In other words, they have their own selfish motives in mind. And some things that now let's go back to first Corinthians, some things that we've ascertained thus far. Last week, uh, we uh, discovered that there were three characteristics of a healthy church or three signs of a healthy church. Who remember those? Number one was unity. Number two was what? Self-denial. And number three, daily, a daily proclamation of the gospel of Jesus. Okay. so these are three signs of a healthy church. Not only that, but a growing church unity. And we get this in Acts chapter 2, self-denial, being selfless. And 3, a daily proclamation of the gospel of Jesus. And we see this again, go back uh, to last week's messages for uh, that, uh, the, the text or the context for that. Now, we also mentioned that there are some who are a part of the church, then a part. Those who are a part in the church are those who are separated those who operate independently, those who are disconnected. Then you have those who are a part, those who are unified, those who are together. And we asked, uh, part of our homework assignment was to go home and ask myself, am I a part of the church or a part from the church? Every joint supplies. Okay? Now, 1 Corinthians 5. Notice In weeks past, again, we're talking about being, what, unified in purpose. We were encouraged to watch the company that we keep. In other words, you know what this text is dealing with? It's understanding the power of influence. You know you got some strong influence when you can stray me away from the Lord. That's powerful. So we have to be careful whom we allow to influence us. And we've seen that bad company will corrupt good habits. So you just can't go off of what people say. Then we read in Matthew seven that we can identify individuals how? By their behavior. Okay? Matthew well, let's read this because I'm giving I'm still giving you some um but actually let's let's read this. Ready? Let's read everyone all over this place. But actually I have written to you not to associate with any so-called Christian brother if he is sexually immoral or greedy or is an idolater, devoted to anything that takes place of God, or is a reviler, one who insults, slanders, or otherwise verbally abuses. Or is a drunkard or a swindler. You must not what? So much as eat. Matter of fact, when you read this, Paul said, listen, in those who, who don't understand this. He even goes as far as saying you need to excommunicate them. Put them out of the church. Why? Because a little leaven leavens a whole lump. It was just that serious. And, and you know you don't really see that practice today. Because most people they'll leave on their own. But the only thing about it they want to take other people with them. But I'm getting back to well not that I have left. But I'm going to start implementing some of these other Bible practices. You are no longer welcome here. If it gets that bad. Because the Bible instructs it. See, now, now about two people just said pass now. I don't agree with that, but that's the Bible. So, watch this. You're not going to let somebody come into your personal home. Disrupt your children. Disrupt your husband and just let them run. No, no, no. You know what? You, are not, you can't come back over here. And my point is that it's just that serious. That's my point. Okay? You know, I love you. We can give you a chance. You know, two or three. But if the Lord says, then I have to obey God. Amen. So uh, but then we've seen that we we can identify these prowlers, these wolves in sheep's clothing by their actions. We've seen this in Matthew 7, verse 18 through 20. Listen to this: a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people how? By their actions. This is the uh, New Living Translation, by their actions. Then we left off last week, we said don't be selfish. Now let's go back to Philippians 2. And we dealt with the, the esteem thing, um, and I want to get back on that, but not today. I want to deal in that area of selfishness or self-firstness. And one of the things that apostle, he's not just writing um, to the church at Philippi to thank them. One of the reasons he's writing is to thank them for their contribution, their aid as he traveled. But another reason why he, he is writing this particular epistle is to let them know that the way to have complete joy, to be happy all the time, is to be solid in your relationship with Jesus. (laughs) That's why in in, in verse 1, he says, man, if there's any encouragement, man, if you really really have a relationship with Jesus, it should be expressed through your unity and love for one another. Now, notice I said the way you can have joy. Someone say joy. Joy. Is to be solid in your relationship with Jesus. That's why I think in chapter 4, he says, man, I, I can be broke and I'm good. I can have money and I'm content. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So even when things aren't going as you had planned that day, I still have joy. Why? Because joy is not contingent upon what's going on on the outside. My joy comes from what's going on on the inside. That's why we walk by and not by sight. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress. Let's look at verses 3 and 4. New, new living translation, so he encourages us you know we should do anything we should we should reframe excuse me from anything that that that's, has to do with our own selfish ambition, and I want to repeat some things that I said last week, relative i don 't think we really understand um how much a difference it makes when we are not where we 're supposed to be mm-hmm. don't be selfish does she have it ready let 's read verse three don 't be Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Now, last week we mentioned that the only way, um, and we, we went our way back to um, B.C. and how, you know, that's why it's not good to carry that guilt and condemnation once you're born again because Jesus now, the Lord now sees you in light of how he sees Jesus justified just as if you've never missed it. And, 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 if, and if I still have a poor image of myself, although I'm saved, there are still some insecurities and low self-esteem going on. And I can't esteem you if I have a low opinion of myself. So it's important that you see yourself how? How Jesus sees you. And the only way I can do that is by being a student of this word. <laughs> That's why if you miss it, guess what? When you know who you are, you get up and you keep going. You don't walla in it. Why? Because a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. Are you with me? That's another teaching. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. Now, he's not saying don't be concerned about things that you have going on, but be, be, but but think of taking into consideration others. He's talking to believers now because we all have things to do. But as Christians, we should seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, God's agenda should be first priority in every life of every believer. That's why he said, if you seek me first, the things that that the heathens worry about. This is what scripture says. They worry about food, shelter, clothing, things, what they're going to put on, what they're going to eat. But you, if you trust me, I will give these things to you. And we most don't trust God's way, so we will still navigate. In God's kingdom, the way we did things in the world, that's why some are unsuccessful at receiving things that already belongs to them. Because they're not doing it God's way. Are you with me? Are you with me? But selfish people make decisions that only benefit them. And they don't give thought of the impact that it may have on others. And see, one of the things we have to realize is that Philippi, it was a cosmopolitan city. In other words, the composition of the church it it reflected great diversity. There are different people of ethnicities and uh, uh, jobs and uh, things of that nature. And one of the things we have to realize is that as we grow, some people may be a lighter shade, a darker shade, a different ethnicity. Some may work over here. Some may work uptown. Some may work downtown. But in Christ's church, we are one body. And if I'm selfish... I will have this all about me attitude, and you're down here, and I'm up here. No, that's not the. And he said, the the, the, the only way you guys can do this right, you have to love one another unselfishly, and not think that I'm better than you because I make more money than you or or, or not uh, think that I'm better than you because I'm not all tatted up or I'm not. No, no, no. A couple of things he's saying here. Write this down. He says that selfishness can ruin a community of believers, selfishness can ruin a church. Only thing about yourself. He said that he's also saying that unity cannot exist where selfishness exists. Boy, i y'all look like y'all right up on me. Y'all, are y'all moving closer as I teach? I'm trying to get used to these glasses, man. I, yeah, I mean, y'all work with a brother. Cause some of y'all look blurry and some of y'all look <laughs> like y'all right up on me. I'm like, are they getting closer, Jesus? Back up, back up, back up. Back up. Uh but I I I went in thinking I y'all just need some reading glasses. I, I wasn't expecting all the other stuff. So you need you need help with distance. Man, I s man, I can see everything far away. What are you talking about? But y'all do look clearer though. Y'all look like 4K. I can see pimples, zits and all kinda of stuff, y'all. He also said that showing genuine interest in others is a positive step forward, is a positive step forward in making and maintaining unity among believers. This is what this text is saying, that showing genuine interest, someone say showing genuine interest in other people is a positive step forward in maintaining unity. Then he also said in verse 5 that we should have the same attitude as Christ. What was Christ's attitude? It was the attitude of one who was a servant. Serving others out of love for God, not out of guilt and fear. Did you hear that? Serving others out of a love, out of love for God and others, not out of guilt and fear. See, if if there's if there are feelings, and I mentioned this last week, of guilt and condemnation. Again, Holy Spirit doesn't condemn. He will convict, but He doesn't condemn. And there's fear there. I can't lift you up. I can't esteem you. I won't support. Why? Because I have made it all about me. Now, I, I, I want to share this. And there are three, and this is throughout Scripture. Notice we're talking about unity. There are three types of, of saints I want you to remember and write this down. There are three types of saints. There's the steadfast saint. Let's deal with that one first. What's the first one? Say it out loud. Now, the steadfast saint, these are the members who are firmly seated, solidly based. They're well seated. They're firm in purpose. They are securely positioned. These are the members who are not. These are the ones who don't fluctuate, nor do they move off course. (laughs) This is the mature believer. Steadfast. Y'all okay? You guys good? Okay, it's all in the Bible. <laughs> Listen, this is not a message of condemnation, but it's a message of doing a self-introspection. Am I, am I walking in unity? Let me, let me see. These same people, uh, in, in Paul's second letter to those at Corinth, you know, you have false apostles or false teachers and false apostles. So they begin to berate the apostle Paul to the, to the church. He's not real. Who called him? Who approved him? And the apostles, man, I'm an apostle by way of Jesus Christ. Then you guys are fruit of my apostleship. But but what gets me, and, 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 and it, it's the same way in the church today. You know, they begin to to get on Paul, and Paul said, the same way that you're trying to scrutinize me, check yourself. But, but before you ask me why, are you doing? Let me see it, 2 Corinthians uh, 13 5 from the message translation watch this but, but see and that's what we never start we, we never start with well why the, i wonder why this what no 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 no, no. you see you're jumping you're putting the, the cart before the horse test yourselves come on let's read this out loud to make sure you are solid in the faith don't drift along taking everything for granted give yourselves re, watch it regular checkups when I'm not consistent like I used, used to be, you, I need to give a, I need to do a checkup. When I don't give like I used to, do a checkup. When I don't love like I know I should love, you need to do a checkup. When my consistency falls off, guess what I need to do? A checkup. You need firsthand evidence, not merely hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. This goes back to what we said last week. Am I unified? Am I unselfish? And do I share the gospel of Jesus daily? Am I running with the vision? Okay, let's start there. Okay? So, the stead, what's the first one? The stead- that, that's the person who's what? Firmly seated. The steadfast saint is, is the faithful saint. Reliable. We can count on you. <laughs> the steadfast saints are those who know how to persevere. <laughs> These are the ones that go above and beyond the call of duty. These are the ones that goes the extra mile. These are the ones that you see encouraging those who are weak. Those who have gone astray. These are the ones, not not being messy, but just check. How you doing, girl? Bro, what's going on? You okay? And they point you back to God. Ah. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Listen to this. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast. Do you see this? Be what? Be what? Steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile nor wasted. It's never without purpose. See, that's the person that's steadfast. They're, They're doing this as unto the Lord, even when they don't feel like it. It ain't about me, but it's about God. Now, I don't feel like it today, but I'm going to press. Why? Because it's not about me. Then you have the slothful saint or lazy. Boy, this hurts. The slothful. These are the ones who approach everything. Ha- what are we talking about? Being unified and purpose. <laughs> Notice Paul said, examine yourselves. They approach everything half-heartedly. And they're often complainers. These are the people who do just enough. I'm going to come, but he better stop stop on time. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do a penny more. I'll go share Jesus with you, but I only got 30 minutes. I'm going to do just. They're the sun. Another way to say it, they're the sometime saints. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they participate. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they give. (laughs) Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get into mess. Sometimes they don't. That's the slothful. But see, the solid person, the steadfast, they shut all that down. Am I a fair-weather Christian? Some are looking like he's talking about me. I haven't even mentioned your name. Am I summertimey? Am I consistent? Man, this is serious. Don't you know that Satan hates unity? And let me say something. The, the reason why the, those who were building the Tower of Babel were so successful because they were unified. The only reason why it went sideways is because they got lifted up in pride. Well, let's go on to heaven. Let's, no, that's what they said. Let's do this for ourselves. That's why in this thing, he said, don't be proud. In Philippians, don't be selfish. Because once pride comes in, then it begins to weaken unity. Why? Because we're making it about, wow. Are you here? You have the slothful Christian. Romans 12, 9, 11. 9 through 11, God's word. Love sincerely. Hate evil. Hold on to what is good. Be devoted to each other like a loving family. Excel. In showing respect for each other. Don't be lazy, sluggish in showing your devotion. Use your energy and my sluggish when it comes to my devotion. How much do I press when it comes to kingdom? Think about that. Then number three, you have the selfers saint. their chief concern is self without the consideration of anybody else. They only commit to something when it's convenient or beneficial for them. I mean, won't won't participate any other time, but when we host a men's conference, I go past and serve because see now you 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 think you might find your boo, you want to you you want to greet then. Oh, I go participate why because you think there may be something in it for you, but if I was steadfast, I'm serving. Here, there, everywhere. Not just when we do something outside. Let us get your help on the... On, you know that kind of person who show up only when it's something. Can't count on me any other time, but you, you know we about to go down there near to say, Oh, count on me. Oh, boy. The selfish person. The, these are the people who who always need, but won't ever help. They need a hand, but won't give a hand. Talk about the selfish person. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Let me ask you this: Do you ever think about consider this? And I said some of this last week. Do we ever consider the impact that it have on the body when I don't commit? When I don't participate? Have you ever thought about that? Mm -hmm. just think about that how how, how does it impact now again we know that some work some depending on your schedule we have those who may every other week and we're not talking about work we're talking about I'm just not committed okay and the commitment is not to me it's to God see what you see our expression of what we do here is only expression to where we are with God so if, if I'm not really committed, it ain't that I'm I'm not committed to Pastor Trace. Process. No, no, no. It's I lack commitment when it comes to serving God. Do we ever consider that? Do we ever think about what happens when I don't give? You've never come here and the lights was off. Chains on the door or or what have you. Do we ever consider how did they, we done fed 500 people at the park. wonder why they got that money. And, and let me say this, anytime we do outreach, that's Pretty much sowing into the poor, not the people are poor, but the, you 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 are giving, and it's free, and we spend thousands a year helping other people. That's not including missionary work and other things. Just just does anybody ever think what is, what is it? How do they do that? Nah. Do we ever consider how it affects when I don't participate? It's it's like having a husband that where he worked, but he he don't contribute. This is an example. Don't get, I'm just, just an example. He make more than you, but you caring for for the ladies who've ever experienced this this watching via live stream. Do, do you ever say, "I wonder if he ever think about who paying these bills"? And watch this. Th- those are the saints always wearing something new, traveling across the world. I mean, they they got they doing everything else. You come home, he done bought a new pair of shoes, got rims on his car, new golf clubs, new toys, new video game, game boy, gadget, whatever you want to call it, and here you paying all the, do you ever consider that though? Do, do, do we ever just, no, don't think about it, we'll go, go to the boats and spend hundreds of thousands and it's always the people who don't give money that claim all they want is your money. <laughs> now, and for some, you add up. Well, thank you. Holy Spirit said don't say it, so I'm not going to say it. I heard that line. Don't you say that. I ain't going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was about, Boy, I was about to. I was about to. Holy Spirit said don't say it. And I'm not going to say it. I do be looking like, well, go on, say it. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Keep that one to myself. Do, do we ever think about how it affects the church when we, don't, when we don't share Jesus? When we don't run with the vision? You ever, you ever think about that? You know, that's that person sometimes, especially in early years as you grow up. Where everybody at? You, you tell me. They're waiting on you to share the gospel. Huh? And, and, and we never think to so supply. Have I done mine? Am I unified? Am I sharing Jesus daily? Am I loving unselfishly? Do we ever think about that? How many people just die going to hell because we're busy? We got things to do. You hear? Do we ever think about what happens when we refuse to serve? Every joint supplies. And I said this last week. Listen, man. Let, let me let me tell you something. Who's not going through? Shoot. We all can start telling some testimonies of it. Who have it? And what gets me it be people who act like they the only one in the entire world who have problems. Who who dealing with some stuff right now? Raise your hand. Look, everybody hand up. But we here, we pressed. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So, so Satan will use anything as an excuse to, excuse to keep you from coming. Me and my husband going at it, come on to church. This is, we, we, you, got, you got a support group. Me and my wife going at it, come to church. They give me hell on the job. We're not going to give you hell here. Come on to church. I'm tired. Come to church. They working me 80 hours. Come to worship. Get refueled. Because now watch this. Those same problems. Guess what we do? We get up and we go to work. Your husband getting into it with you don't stop you from going to work. Your wife. See some of y'all looking, Why are you talking about. My? I don't know who going through. So don't don't look at me like I don't know what you and your husband going through. or your wife? or your kids? Okay. So, but 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 we'll we'll get up and go to. Oh, you going to work? You going to work? Now, how much more, if I could press through all of that, go visit God corporately once a week or twice. Boy, this is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> Do I ever consider how it impacts others when I gossip? When I t- you notice in First Corinthians 5, he said, watch out for those who slander, who go around saying things. Do we ever consider how this may affect such and such? let me ask you this who's influencing you because here's the thing the people that's in our sphere of influence they're either influencing us in a positive light or a negative light there's no gray area and if they're not influencing me in a positive light guess what I need to do guess what I need to do say it again you need to cut it